You know what's really good on there is Thousand Island oh dressing. God. Thousand Island. Oh my gosh, yeah, Thousand Island dressing. Yeah, on the, yeah, actually, yeah, on the sandwich. Too. Hello. I like to put like vinegar. I hate vinegar on it. It's like vinegar and ketchup. Have you had vinegar and ketchup? Oh, mustard. Yeah, I would do mustard. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 65 of The Real Word. Word is up. It is up, and we're, we're starting off. There's a lot of noise over there. Yeah, there's a lot of noise over there. I, um, Ness, quiet down over there. We've, we've got Ness, who's usually in studio with us on speakerphone, and there's a lot of noise, so Suave, I think we got to do something about that. There's a lot of noise. Just um, just X out of her. We'll, we'll send her this after. She can. She, you yeah, tell her to mute you, on, on you. her side. All right. So, sorry for the disturbance there. Wow, it's real. Coming it's, right it's, into it's the real world. It's very word. distracting. We were really uh, excited about getting into this. I am really excited because word. the first racket that we're going to do on this week's real word is, in my opinion, the biggest racket in America today. So, yes, I believe it's a racket. Before we even tell you what it is, hmm. I believe this first racket is just the biggest racket we're faced with as Americans today as we sit here in March of 2019. Wow. By far, it's it's much bigger issue than, to me, the overall issue that is this racket okay, is much bigger than, than anything that you're dealing with on the news or any of that drama that you listen to on the news and any of that crap. This is the big one. I hope you don't let, I hope you don't let our followers down when you announce what it is that we're going to be talking All about. Right. Is college the biggest racket in America today? That's the question. Love your feedback in the comments. But the reason why it's the question today is there's an article on Inman that there are multiple real estate execs charged in the massive college fraud scheme. The, ma the college fraud scheme is something you may have heard about. You Byron actually just heard about it today, so well, I, he's about a week late. No, 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 I heard about it, but I didn't know who the key players were until yeah. you kind of brought me up to speed. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw the video, the Instagram video, or whatever it was from the girl. Olivia Jade. Olivia Jade. Who, Lori Laughlin's daughter. Lori Laughlin, who was Becky, I just found out on Full House. Aunt I was Becky. A, Aunt Becky. I was a big Full House. Uh, you were? Absolutely. Wow. I love Full House, yeah. Hmm. I like those feel-good shows. That's fun. You know, back, back yes. in the day. So Aunt Becky's daughter went on a video and was just like, yeah, I'm here at USC, but only because I, I want to drink and party and chill. Like, I'm not doing any schoolwork whatsoever. So how did she get into that school? She was in this big fraud scheme. Yeah. What is this fraud scheme? What is it? It's amazing. I'm actually. It's amazing. Well, I'm just, I'm actually, I'll be honest. I'm not surprised that it's happened. I'm actually surprised that there aren't more people involved. Somebody else you might know is uh, this Huffman yep. from Desperate House. I don't know her. But. She's married to the guy that's in Shameless. The head, the head guy on Shameless. Either. Come on. What's his name? So the ringleader was this guy, William Singer. William Macy. William who? Macy. Who's that? Is that the one that she's married to? Yes. Oh, no, I'm talking about the ringleader of the fraud here. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. William Singer, a 58-year-old Newport Beach, California man, charged with racketeering conspiracy, money laundering. We should have him on the show. Absolutely. We can, and, hang, uh, we can hang him on the wall. We could. We'll, we'll <laughs> hang him, literally. And obstruction 
of Justice. He is the owner and operator of Edge College and Career Network, LLC, a for-profit college cons- counseling, counseling and preparation business that allegedly ran an, uh, the illegal college admissions cheating scheme. So how did you use this company to get into college? You, you want to... How did I? No, I didn't, you didn't. I didn't use you went Singer. In, you got into UConn legitimately? Well, I did. How, so did that, how far are we going back on this? How did you get into UConn? Well, so I, I, my parents were actually alumni. So um, oh, I, I did. I got that was that was helpful. On Actually, you know, I, I don't think that you can do that anymore. But I'm actually just surprised that these for, you know, they're paying $500,000. Why didn't they just buy buildings? Like, I feel like that's how you used to get into college, right? Like your parents would buy like a bit like offer to buy a build, like build a building. Um, but again, I think there's maybe eight it's saying I think 800 families are involved in this. It sounds like only 50 have been arrested. I'm really shocked that there's not more. Um, and there actually may be more just, you know, they're not they're not involved in this one. Maybe there's other companies that are running this, but I'm not the least bit surprised at all. And it's quite evident to me, though, too, that it's these parents that want their children to be at these schools, maybe not so much their kids. Um the whole thing is just so goofy to me because they're putting like their kids heads on like athletes bodies in order to get them onto like rowing teams although Mm. i don't know it was the parents it may have been singer but the whole thing it's it's comical um but i'm not i'm not the least bit surprised by it are you are you no i'm definitely i'm definitely not surprised i feel like though in all honesty for the five hundred thousand dollars you probably could have just put that money into like the stock market or like put it into an account well here's and and the kids would have been probably okay i don't i'm not understanding this article which we'll we'll link up the inman article says several real estate developers and executives were among these 50 people that you mentioned that were charged in federal court last week Mm -hmm. in connection to this like if you have a legit real estate development company like a big dime development company and you're going to spend five hundred thousand dollars to get your kid to go to usc or to yale or to harvard or to wherever yeah why not just take the money and invest in an employee for four years that can train your son or daughter the business over the next four years and actually learn a practical skill but no 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 no, that's not what it's about it's about being able to go to the hamptons in august or it's about being able to go to wherever you vacation with your friends for these individuals Mm -hmm. that have done this Mm -hmm. and tell your friends yeah you know, little Jimmy's going to, to Harvard, mm-hmm. really worked hard, mm-hmm. really studied his butt off, and, mm-hmm. and now he's going to go there. This is the biggest racket in America because what people are getting out of college is even more frightening to me than the parents that are lying to get to their kids into these schools. So they're lying to get their kids into the school, mm-hmm. and then their kids coming out with nothing except a drinking habit. With, with nothing except a drug habit, mm-hmm. with, with nothing except for friends that they now have to get together with for the next 20 years, they're alum boys, right. and party it up. Mm-hmm. They are not getting anything that maps out to being successful in American business today. Now, if you got to, I've said it a million times, if you've got to be a doctor, if you've got to be a lawyer, if you've got to do all these right. things, then you've got to check the box for, for college. But if you're going into business in America today, college is not going to help you at all whatsoever not one little bit running and executing on a business period end of story it's just not what it takes is your work your failures more Mm -hmm. than anything the best business people 
in this country and, and in real estate. Barbara Corcoran says it all the time. I will take someone who has failed miserably, who continues to fail, but gets off the mat every single time when they fail and gets back up and goes forward again. That's what it takes. Not these kids who are like babied their whole life and then placed into college like, oh, and then they're going to come out and be tough. They're going to come out and get punched in the mouth. Yeah. The end. Period. And it's done. They're knocked the fuck out. <laughs> that's it. It is over. So that's a bigger racket to me. Am I surprised that real estate developers and private equity execs, execs and all these kinds of people uh, are doing this? No, I'm not because they want to feel good in front of their friends and they've got a lot of money to burn. So, hey, let me make sure my kid gets into this school. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it, it also continues to go along with the fact that they, that is there are continuing to baby them. I do think that probably some of those kids did want to get into to college and the parents were obviously trying to make that as easy as possible. Um, I mean, in some situations, the kids were actually taking the tests, but I think they were hiring moderators to give them a little bit more time. I mean, there's so many different scenarios here besides just like paying for them to be on an athletic team. But and then the colleges like to say that they're the victim. Oh yeah, well the that's a yeah, bigger racket. The colleges are claiming to be victims oh, here, God. but um, it's all very. I mean, it's very interesting. It's interesting to. Um, again, see a lot of these kids' reactions to these things too. I've seen a few videos um, on on a few different channels of, of the kids obviously taking their parents, you know, side and all. But I, I think it's all very interesting, and um, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you enjoyed I did it, reading it, about it. I enjoyed it. We're we're far too soft in America today. Like. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm like some politician or something like no, that. No, but, but like, I, well, but what's really interesting though too is I think that this also is sort of like devaluing college too. Like they're yeah. almost living up to exactly what you're saying that they're worthless and that they could be bought. I right. mean, it's like like we're just we're just too soft. We're 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 now curating this type of thinking in America by doing these things by right. pacifying people's inefficiencies instead of letting them going go out there and go to a state school or go to some school you know not as good as yeah. Yale or 100% go to the trade and do like hard work like you want to build a business in America today become an electrician become a plumber, plumber. like oh my no, god you can't find one of no, these trades you can't you can and if you've got any business chops and then you've got the skill to do plumbing you can name your cost in most communities today mm -hmm and build a fabulous business for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do have to do work, but mm -hmm. you're going to have to do work if you're going to build any business today. Right. Yeah. Uh, totally disgusted by college right now, what you get out of it. And I cannot wait for the infrastructure of it to crumble. It will come. We talk to buyers every single day that are in massive debt, 300,000, 200,000, you know, name yeah. the number, mm -hmm. can't buy a house, can't move on with their life. It's right. coming down. Yale, Harvard, Stanford, like it's happening. All right, racket number two. Boom. Boom. Are wow. you ready, Nicole? I'm ready. Racket number two, teams are exploding and brokers do not know what to do. So what does that mean? We already know if you've been in real estate the last 10 years that teams are driving most markets. Mm -hmm. If you're not on a team, you, you're probably, you know, wishing you were trying to start one. What you know, one of the above. Right. Um, but team production rose nine times faster than that of top individual agents, according to 
a new analysis. This is a Teak Wigan article. Staff writer for Inman will link this up as always. But from 2011 to 2017, the top 250 individual agents rose 13%. Mm-hmm. This is uh, transactions closed. Right. The same time frame, 211 to 217, the top 250 teams grew 115%. So mm-hmm. 112% more mm-hmm. than that of individual agents. There's a chart here. Maybe we can pop the chart right here. Yeah. You can see how dramatic this rises from from top teams. I believe it's going to continue. This article believes it's going to continue. There's no end in sight. Why, Nicole, do you think m- the teams are having so much more success than the individual agents? Well, I think what's what's interesting though too, because obviously, if you're going, t- if you look at 2011, you were in the business in 2011, weren't you? I got in 2010. I just got in, in 12. Yeah, so I had just gotten in, in 2010 and, and obviously there were there were teams that like you heard about teams like there were teams um, I just don't think anybody really knew how to run them. I think teams were in my mind and this is just my Not opinion. locally for sure. No, right. Yeah, I, and I'm just speaking locally like my experience with teams It really was more about getting that team lead to help them with their leads because they just had They almost were just like too busy so you just ended up being like an agent on this team that was just taking those leads until Overflow. right exactly and, and but you weren't really learning anything you weren't getting your name out there you were really just helping them but in in as a, but the team lead always thought that that was such a bonus because hey look at all the leads you're getting you wouldn't have had this as an independent agent but i think that where we're seeing teams now is that they are really sort of being um, formed and led like an independent business and sort of like an independent brokerage so that there is, you know, training there, you know, people are able to sort of build their own brand and participate as a group and have people to really bounce things off of and not feel like they're losing anything to their team lead um, because they're really made to feel like they are part of the team instead of just like working for the team. Um, so I think that it, it's, 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 to see the the bump is no surprise to me. I think people are just learning how to master it. Um, in my mind, I feel like though these these brokerages and these managers should actually really sort of be excited about it because it's taking oh, yeah. a huge load off of them. I mean, there's no flipping way that a manager that is managing 60 agents can actually really fulfill and help each of their agents. So no doubt. Having these teams- Can't with, spend the time. It's, it's, it's no not No way. But, uh, but again, the manager's job is really just to recruit. So it, it's, it, it doesn't even make any sense when you're recruiting an agent and saying you're going to help them, but like your job- You're going out and job, recruiting somebody else exactly, the next day. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, yeah, I feel like it's- And to your point, there's so many- many different types of teams. There's super sophisticated teams that are LLCs within their brokerage and that have employees and have contractors working just for their team. And then to your point, you've got, you know, some people that are just calling themselves a team and and there's people that are just working for a rainmaker and taking overflow leads. Well, but there's a lot of these different styles. But there's such a huge turnover at those teams. Yeah, I agree. Where it's just like there's someone always coming and going and leaving and no one's actually really ever staying. And the only person that's actually really even getting any business or bringing any businesses is the team lead because really that's all you're doing is like is is working for their name. And this whole thing about brokerages don't know what to do. It's what you did in the past, which is why we're here today. Right. There wouldn't be this need for teams if there if the brokerages, you know, the big brokerages all included in this in this country um, focused on training their agents. Now, having a training program and then actually training your agents 
to me are two different things. Right. Pouring the time, energy, and effort into each individual agent. Those things didn't happen, right? Uh, being able to p uh, provide employee staffing outside of one manager and one admin per office certainly didn't happen. So you didn't have a marketing expert to really be able to work with and build whether it's your personal brand right. or promote a listing. Well, or they have whatever. a market. They have a marketing person for their brand, for their office, right? right. For, for their the for the brokerage. Office. Yeah. But in terms of their individual agents, not providing all these different things that a lot of the sophisticated teams and really successful teams are doing now, is why people started to team up, build out these mega teams, which now some teams across the country are over a hundred people, like just huge, huge teams. Mm -hmm. And they can provide a better service. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, and that ultimately is why they're getting more business because when a, when a seller interviews three people and they're interviewing two individual agents from broker X and broker Y, mm -hmm. and, and then they're interviewing the top team in their marketplace. Mm -hmm. And that team walks in and says, Hey, when you've got a question about any one of your listings or you see something online, boom, you can talk to our transaction coordinator and we're going to send out our photographer and we're going to mm -hmm. have a staging consultant. And oh, by the way, we've got enough uh, support to handle open houses whenever you want them. Mm -hmm. And oh, I'm not even writing your listing description. Mm -hmm. We've got somebody for that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be solely selling your property, getting buyers, mm -hmm. communicating with people and getting mm -hmm. listings and all, or uh, contracts and offers mm -hmm. on your property. And that seller says, wow, these people have a system. They have multiple people in place to work my listing effectively. Right. The other two single agents aren't even getting the listing. So of course they're not able to ra rack up production right. and compete with these numbers. It's, it's just so obvious to me why it's happening over and over and over again that teams win listings. Mm -hmm. They provide better service. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Well, and they have the infrastructure to to support the listing. Um, I and I because I feel like as an independent agent, I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like the brokerage really sort of lets the independent agent down because they're really just working towards building um, the brokerage up and not necessarily the agent up. So um, here's I mean I I always say this when one person is great at sales, marketing, negotiation, technology, process, and uh, all the other functions that are necessary to build a successful real estate business. Yeah. Teams answer this question better than an individual because they create these specialized areas where people are going to say, yeah. okay, I'm going to do all the writing. I'm going to handle the creative. Could you ma do you remember like when we used to have to write write-ups? Oh my God. Ugh. Right. It's just, if you're going to be a salesperson, Horrible. but yet you're going to have to wear seven or 10 other hats as an individual agent, you're going to struggle to put up big numbers because you don't have enough time in the day. There's not you're enough the same time. 24 as a team does. Yeah, and you're using the same write-up probably on that same cape you listed two years ago. That's right. Copying well, just, and pasting just it. Just reuse. <laughs> you know? I'm pretty certain I used to do that. 100%. All right, so this is not a racket. Teams are going to continue to explode. Sure. They're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm not necessarily cer certain that they're going to just start leaving brokerages and create their own brokerages. I think they're going to leverage their broker to mm -hmm. expand into multiple states. I think that's where we're heading in the future. So hmm. um, there'll be definitely more on that. Drop us a comment if you're a team or an individual agent. Love to know team or individual agent in the, in the comment section. Racket 
number three. Nicole, did you want to cut me off? No, I didn't. I just, I, I guess I just wanted to, because I feel like in the past we've specified a team as an an independent agent, though having an assistant. I, I classify that as a team. Yes. Anyone so that's building out. I just wanted to, I just wanted know, to clarify that. Because that's how I classify a team. I don't know if that's may be, there standard may be, real estate. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, for our people, if they're going to be leaving a comment, maybe they have an assistant. So yeah, they if you are, have an assistant, I mean, you say team, me plus an assistant. You know, like maybe put a little context if yeah. you're up to it, but definitely team or individual agent. Love to know. Do you have support or yeah, not? 100%. Do you want support? And support's not your manager, by the way. No. Even though our manager, we love you, Sharon. If you, love if Sharon. You en- ended up watching this. All right, racket number three. She won't. Maybe. NAR slams Wall Street Journal op-ed defends the Realtor vo- uh, value. Somebody commented on something said byron it's realtor not realtor oh i thought it was just isn't just like i'm just like i'm a, I'm a realtor i'm a realtor we I are that. that's who we are <laughs> i hate saying i'm a real realtor i'm a realtor everyone's right. a realtor if everyone pays their dues they're a flipping realtor yeah no realtor 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 real we're the realtor i'm gonna tour you around okay according to an op-ed Published on March 3rd in the Wall Street Journal, when you buy or sell a home, Realty Bites. Uh, this is featuring commentary from Jack Ryan and Jonathan Fredland. They are uh, communications and policy at REX, a real estate brokerage that uses big data and machine learning. Agents, they, they believe that agents are no longer worth their present commission fees because, and this is a quote from them, mm-hmm. most buyers do the work themselves, spending months on the internet identifying attractive neighborhoods and homes before calling a real estate agent simply to open the door. If you didn't see last week's real word, mm-hmm. go back. Mm-hmm. We start talking about you the lawsuit. We openers, start, yeah. We start talking about that that. You know, they, they had the problem with the lawsuit of paying the, the buyer broker from the seller's perspective. Yeah. And we got into this a little bit about the value of a buyer agent. Do you think this is a racket? Yes or no? Well, I think what he's... Before we get into Nars response. So I'm having a really hard time. Actually, um, you've read the article out loud now twice. And I, it's just still like, wah, wah, wah. It's just so many words. Well, this is what they're saying. Most I'm buyers hearing, do I'm the hearing, work themselves. I'm hearing what they're saying. And, and that, to me, is a complete racket. Um, I, gosh, I mean, if if buying a house was really as simple as, like, picking a neighborhood and then picking a house and then, like, hey, it's mine, Jeepers Creepers, everybody Jeepers would be – Yes, everybody would be buying a house. I mean, there's just – that that is a complete – in my mind, racket. I know that you don't really believe well, in buyers agents. No, no, I, I believe do. I believe I mean, in buyers agents. You, you guide them, be... you keep them because there's going to be buyers remorse. And like, how do you deal with that? And like, how do you keep them in the game? How do you help them overcome like crazy obstacles? Well, you, you touched on something I think is very important: controlling the emotions of a buyer to navigate the entire deal. Right. right. That's really important. Here, here's what I didn't like: is Nar's response I- included. Let's just get let's just get into their quote here mm-hmm. in the in the article. NARS members showcase their value in guiding buyers as they sift through a sea of misleading information found online. So if they would have said guiding them through the transaction and their right. emotions like you did, yeah, that's a win. Okay, but they said no. Misleading information online. While also helping clients navigate inspections and appraisals. Mm-hmm. 
and then while securing reliable mortgage lenders and effectively preparing their homes for sale. Well, we're talking about buyer agents. So the buyers don't need to prepare their homes for sale. So we're talking, their big three points were uh, misinformation online, Mm -hmm. um, home inspections and appraisals, Mm -hmm. and number three, securing a mortgage lender. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can, now I I, I don't, I'm not advocating this or suggesting this. Mm -hmm. You can get a mortgage lender by a click of a button on Mm -hmm. on Rocket Loans. And, and, And sometimes buyers do come to us already knowing a mortgage broker that true yes that is true yes um you know guiding through an inspection okay i can see that Mm -hmm. i can see that a Mm -hmm. little bit uh i can also see hiring an inspector you know if i'm a buyer and i've never done this before i might be kind of concerned about using my buyer agent to really guide me through the inspection I might be more apt to pay the professional inspector and communicate with them about the inspection. Okay. Because they're the professional. Mm -hmm. They did the inspection. They're the one licensed in inspecting Mm -hmm. where an agent can just be fluffing the whole thing. I I don't know. The inspections always got me a little concerned. Now, it's our job to jump in and take the emotions out of what they heard from the inspector because the inspector does a poor job of that. Well, that's because they're covering their own asses. Correct. Yeah, I mean, they just, they, I mean, they go overboard just so that nobody can come back to them the ins- to, the ins- you know, because yeah, the ins- they missed something or the inspector's said it wrong. paid to do the inspection. So right. if it's technical stuff, I lean on the inspector and I do this even as an agent. Now, once they let their emotions, you know, that's where the agent has to step in. Um, but I, but I put a lot of value on, on the inspector and I always decrease the value of an agent being at, a, at an inspection because I, I just, I really don't see much uh, of their value there. So that one to me is, I guess, 50, 50 and then misleading information found online. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. There's, there is misinformation online right now, mm-hmm. but every single day NAR, that information gets better and better and better. Zillow gets better well, information. You can very easily go to your local town hall and probably get all of the accurate you information. You can get accurate information <laughs> on town hall if you don't want yeah. to use online. Right. So I agree with you now, but if that's the crutch that we're going to use for buyer agents over the next 10 years, then the value is going to significantly decrease. I agree with Nicole. The emotional part of the deal. You didn't even mention in here the most important thing a buyer agent does. Negotiate. Right. That's what they do. Hey, we're in a hot market. I've dealt with 12 transactions the last 60 days that were very similar to this one. And here's how we won eight of those 12 offers. Right. Here's how we put ourselves in position to close faster than anybody else and secure the deal at the, you know, the the price it should be at. Right. Like that's the value of a buyer agent. That's right always going to be the value of the buyer's agent having a pulse of the market and here's what's working for us to secure deals for our clients here's how we're going to do it in this situation well and again like you said before it totally takes all of the emotion out of it because i'm not emotionally attached to the house i mean there's i've had multiple times where like another offer was picked over ours but like i knew that my client wanted it enough and instead of them being like well f this like we're out of here i'm like no 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 like 
in my mind, it's not signed because they verbally told me, right? So you're able to take the emotion out of it as an agent and just keep on fighting for them. And like that's 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 the biggest goal right there is to make sure that you have somebody on your side that um, is obviously on your team and fighting for you when you're all fuzzy and can't figure out your own shit. So, so it is, is this a racket? I mean, I think – yeah, I feel it's like a racket to say that that buyer agents wordy. don't have value. That is, if you have a good buyer agent on your side, they have tremendous value. Certainly, yeah. if you're relocating to a new area, there's a lot of reasons that a buyer agent has a lot of value. What is not a racket, and I've been saying this for a long time, people are going to continue to pick at that buyer agent side of the commission. They're going to continue to pick at it and they're gonna to continue to question it. If you as a buyer agent don't showcase your value, it's easy for me to showcase value as a listing agent. We've got the best professional photography, we're doing 3D floor plans, we're gonna advertise you here, here, and here, and here. Here's my track record of negotiations, here's the records I've set. Like, it is so easy for me to upfront show my value right. as a listing agent, and if you're not doing the same thing as a buyer agent, you're in trouble, because the picking is going to continue. When it, whether it's an iBuyer program, whether it's some big new flashy tech company, or whether it's a lawsuit that says, hey, no, now the buyers have to pay their agent. Imagine the conversation, buyers talking to buyer's agents about negotiating their commission when they feel like that buyer agent is just opening the door right. to the next property. I don't know, what do, you, do you want 15 bucks a door? Do you want 20? They won't, I, yeah, I wouldn't even spend that much. Right? Yeah. That's not a racket. That's going to continue. So if you're working with a lot of buyers, if 60 plus percent of your business is buyers, you better figure out your value prop right away and start marketing to it. Hmm. All right. That's it. We're that's done. all we got. You're done talking? I'd love some comment. Are you done? Good about Did it. you want anything else? No, hey, you know. All right. If you guys want to hear more from Nicole, <laughs> drop it in the comments. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Keep it real.